Welcome to the Your Bold Life podcast. I'm Val Selby and I'm an empowerment coach to women over 40. I take a stand that it's time for you to take your turn in life. Today I have Kelly Knowles on the podcast and we were just chatting right before as I always love to do with my guests and we had to like zip it down just a little bit because I have a feeling that Kelly and I have a lot in common so we can easily talk about just a lot of different stuff. So <laughs> thank you for being here, Kelly. And if you would, just tell my listeners, just tell my listeners whatever you would like them to know about you. Thank you, Val. I'm super excited to be on your podcast. I'm Kelly Knowles. I have a business called Kelly K Consulting and I live in Tennessee. So even though I was born in Illinois, I've got the whole Southern accent down really well. <laughs> and my, it sounds cute. Um, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, my business is focused on helping people discover, develop, and dig into their potential. And we do that by removing roadblocks. So many times people know they want to grow the they know they want to make change, but they're challenged with their roadblocks. And that is one of the big pieces that I do in my coaching business. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as I run a couple of what I call group coaching programs. One is specifically designed for women in midlife in transition. And we call that program next because even though we can't predict the future, there are a lot of people that want to get ready for their next. Mm -hmm. In addition, I have a certification in a personality profile called the color code. It was a game changer for me. And it is all about understanding your driving core motive. And Val, when I discovered this, I remember looking at my husband and I said, I'm a red, you're a white, and this explains everything. <laughs> and that is exactly what led me into my coaching journey. So that's a little bit about me. I'm really happy to be here today. So yeah, I was super curious as I was searching around on your website about uh -huh. this whole color code. Yes, yes. I'm happy to uh, talk about it. It is an interesting personality profile in that where so many personality profiles, and there's there are a lot of them, and so many of them are good and have great information. This one was unique to me because it was all about what is your driving core motive? What is that innate motive that you were born with? And when you understand that, it helps you to understand why you act the way you do. But even more importantly, it helps you understand how you relate and why other people behave the way they do, what their driving core motive is. Mm -hmm. And it has been around for over 30 years. It's simple. There are four colors. They don't have a ton of meaning. It's just an, a relatable um, way to identify each one of those four traits. So you have reds and their driving core motive is power. I like to refer that to their, your action takers. Mm -hmm. Blue, the driving core motive is connection. They are your connection people. They do not like small talk. You have white. Their driving core motive is peace. They're all about steady state. And then finally, you have yellow. And the driving core motive is fun. Some people are bothered by that when they discover that. Mm -hmm. But your yellows are your optimists. They are the people that just 
bring a lot of positive energy um, to whatever is going on. And of course, we are all unique individuals and you can definitely be a combination. I also like to tell people that even though we may have a driving core motive of a certain one character is really important. For example, I have a driving core motive as a red. And just because I think I'm right all the time does not mean that I need to tell everyone that. <laughs> nor does it mean that I really am right all the time. So character <laughs> counts. <laughs> yes. And that was one of the things that we were talking about before that I knew yes. we were having in common. That, you know, that was something I had to definitely learn was the fact that mm. just because I'm right doesn't mean I need to beat it in the other person's head that I'm right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, I've, I've had to learn things the hard way. My late father uh, used to look at me and he was just like me. He knew exactly what was going on in my head. And he would say, Kelly, they named a street sign after you one way <laughs> and it was not a compliment um, right. but it was his blue collar direct midwestern way of saying you got to think about what other people are thinking you've got to consider other people's feelings you've got to um, consider other points of view it was a really good life lesson yeah that's a blessing because I've never had mm. anybody tell me that I just had mm. to figure it out on my on my own <laughs> and look at myself going I wouldn't want to hang out with me <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> if, if all I care about is being and you know and it really started I, I really noticed it because I decided I wanted to be a better listener mm. and I'd figured out that I was so busy trying to figure out my next sentence to explain mm -hmm. more of why I was right Mm -hmm. that I wasn't hearing a single thing that they were ever saying. That is so wise. Um, as I'd mentioned with those four colors, you can have, obviously, there's more than one piece of the pie for most of us, right? Mm -hmm. And for my secondary color, it's a blue. Blues are really your intuitive connection quality people. And they are all about understanding and doing things right so when you tie that in with that red driving core motive is action and power, it, they really can find themselves in a place of tension. Um, so when you know those things about yourself, it is really helpful for you to understand why you're driven the way you are. But just like you said, in terms of your relationships with others, how do you better connect with your clients? How do you better connect with your spouse and your friends and your kids? Those are the pieces that make it's so valuable. When I was at my husband has two daughters and the youngest one lived with us full time. She was six when I met her and eight when we married. And I've always said, I wish I'd had this personality profile when we were raising her mm -hmm. because our styles were so different. And I was a driver and a pusher and you got to always be achieving and it was, uh, if I had had a better understanding of where she was coming from, I could have changed how I communicated. Not that I wouldn't have communicated the same things. It would have been how I communicated them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that is definitely one of the reasons why I've got the podcast out and, mm -hmm. and you know, the blog post and all of that is because there's so much stuff that we've learned over all the years. Yeah. 
and we don't want to take it with us, right? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, let's stop recreating the wheel every generation, you know, let's, let's share that information down to the other moms and the other stepmoms and, and, and all of that. So yeah, I, I love it. I am really fascinated about this color code. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> like super stuck on it. I, I know for one reason it's because I, um, giving myself permission to own my personality was mm. what changed everything in my life. Yes. Uh, my, my damn it. I like this about myself workshop. Mm -hmm. Your color code sounds like an expansion on, on what I've already been working on. Mm. So I'm super you know, intrigued. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, I think that's what made me pursue it. We actually took some money out of savings and I approached my husband after I started studying it. We heard a speaker and that's where I said, I'm a red, you're a white. This explains everything. And what intrigued me about this is it was easy to understand. It was easy to apply as even for people who are not, um, studiers, people who study those types of profiles. There are mm -hmm. some out there that I find incredibly confusing. What are your fill in the blanks, right? And at the end of the day, if I couldn't practically apply it, why do I need to, I need to know how I practically apply that. Yeah. And that is what made the color code so impactful for me. And so I started studying it. I read the book and I thought, this makes sense. This makes sense when I teach. It makes sense when I facilitate and train, it makes sense in my personal relationships. And that is just so incredibly powerful. Uh, so we took money out of savings and I went through and was certified on it. And I've never looked back because it allows you to figure things out. I've recently done webinars, for example, on your goals. I mean, we started out 2020 in January. Boy, were we thinking a lot differently about goals. Oh, yeah. And I did a follow-up webinar last week with a group. And I said, are you even thinking about goals right now? Because we're so kind of mentally fatigued. But if you understand your color and you understand your driving core motive, most importantly, it helps you understand how you set your goals and then how you're going to achieve them, how you're going to achieve them. For some, like a blue, they need a workbook. You've mm -hmm. done enough consulting and coaching to know there are some people, you give them a workbook, you just gave them life, right? Yeah. Yep. And they need their markers and their pencils and their special bookmarks and all of that. Mm -hmm. There are others that will be like, workbook, what workbook? I don't know nothing about a workbook. And I say that with bad grammar because it's not for everyone. Yeah. And when you understand those pieces, then boy, you can really um, serve the people that you work with even better because you're meeting where they're coming from, not just your own style. Right. So the yellow and the fact that you had mm -hmm. mentioned that sometimes people are upset when they find out that they're a yellow. Yeah. Can you tell me more? Do you know why they're upset? Do, are they ever able to voice the issue with being upset? Because I'm looking at yellow going, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely got some yellow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's because we, it immediately is the driving core motive is fun right? Mm -hmm. And we, especially in, I think, in business environments or in an environment where you're looking at personal improvement and professional development, we don't allow ourselves to have that thought of fun very much. It's more about the pursuit and the goals and the seriousness. What I love about yellow is the energy that they bring into a situation. They bring a different um, way of looking at things 
And it's important to keep in mind that just because a yellow doesn't want to be in control of things, it doesn't mean that they don't offer just tremendous value. I worked in a, in a group where someone was hired and we did her color code and she was a yellow. She has brought a lightness to a group of really serious people and mm -hmm. people that everything is very important and it brings just an incredible lightness. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a uh, family member who I have not done their color code with. They're just not ready yet, but there's no doubt there's yellow. And this person is immediately likable. They have charisma. They also, depending on how much yellow, could be very messy. Mm -hmm. And it's understanding then how do you create systems that suit them. I have a very good friend who's a yellow. And many years ago when I had a professional organizing business, I helped her with a few things. She is never going to fold her clothes. It's not going to happen. <laughs> they are not going to go on matching hangers. It's not going to happen. The blue is going to do that. Yeah. And so we said, okay, what are your end goals? What are the needs that you have? And we did hooks. It worked beautifully. Now she also teaches college. Boy, her students love her right. because she brings creativity to her classes. She teaches nothing but online and she is adored. Mm -hmm. What value there is there? Mm -hmm. What value? Yeah, I, and I, I had a feeling it's, it's that, the feeling that we need to stifle that part of our personality. Because mm -hmm. um, it's usually because yeah. somebody, somebody or multiple somebodies have told us that we shouldn't be that way. Well, and I think there's the fear that you'll be perceived as flaky. And right. that is not what it's about. It's about bringing the energy and the enjoyment of life to the game. Um, it's not about being irresponsible. It, that is usually not even part of it. It, mm -hmm. it is just the way that that person is, is driven. Yeah, absolutely. So did you, of course you had other careers before that, it sounds like you had the organizing yeah. and all of that. So when did you get into the, the coaching business? You know, it, I, I've really, I've always done it, right? It's one of those oh, yeah. things when you start mm -hmm. to look back at your life and you think, what is that one thing that I've always done without even realizing it? Mm -hmm. And it started out, I started getting clues when my husband and I were dating and I would put together last minute on the way to church, the Sunday school lesson. And then I would sit and teach an hour and he would look at me and go, <laughs> you're a natural. And I said, yeah. what are you talking about? He said, you just in the course of a 20 minute drive, put together an hour lesson. <laughs> and it came to me without even any effort. It was yeah. just that natural. So that led to me getting a call from somebody that said, Hey, found your dream job, a college professor. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Right. And so she was right. Well, I ended up being the advisor for all of these students. And then that, you know, it starts to become a progression and you start to see the things that just really make your heart sing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when people are asked a question, some for, for some, it's easy to answer some, you just need a little life experience and interaction. What is that one thing you would do, even if you weren't paid? Mm -hmm. And when I think about mentoring and working with people and coaching, I've done that for years, but I never put an, an actual articulate name to it, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So I decided to, a few years ago, I said, you know what? I am not, not going to pursue this. This is in my heart. I want to formalize that. And I 
just decided to do it really organically. I decided to do things that seemed to be um, that felt right and were the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. And again, it's one of those where I'm okay with doing some trial and error. Tried this, didn't work. That fear of failure, we've got to push past that. Mm-hmm. And so what I like to do, I like to rename that to trial and error. I read that one day and I was like, bingo, that's where we go. So that's how that coaching started to morph. And then I had uh, led some, some groups of women in through books and so on. And I thought, you know what? I want to develop a program for women who are looking for their next. They're in midlife. They know it's time for them. They just need to figure out the how. Mm-hmm. And that is where my next coaching program came from. Yeah. I it's been love fun. It. Yeah. I love it. And, it, and yeah, it, if, if you are a coach, you've been a coach probably mm-hmm. all your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you can look back, I can look back and I was always in sports. And mm. so I always would coach the younger kids or the new kids yeah. or, or any of that. Yeah. I just have always been a coach. So like you said, it was just, just a natural fit. Yeah. Let's let, why don't we just mm-hmm. do this then? Why don't we keep it easy and just do this? <laughs> yeah. And, and I have to say as cheesy as it sounds, um, I'm really grateful for my husband because he sat there and he observed something. He's a white, they observe. And he said, you're a natural at this. He helped to call out some things that were there I just didn't, it just hadn't been articulated in a certain way, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. because I didn't grow up thinking, oh, I want to be a teacher because in my brain, being a teacher meant teaching elementary school or teaching middle school and having to do bulletin boards and crafts. And those are painful to me. Mm -hmm. So I, that's what my image of a teacher was. And it was a limited image. People that can teach are, they blow me away. I have a girlfriend who's been teaching elementary for 30 years. I'm in awe of her. Oh my gosh. It is not my strength. No. <laughs> and I think I had limited uh, my, my thinking to just one way of looking at it. And, I, and I'm thankful for my husband for seeing it beyond that. I really am. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's how we know we're supposed to be them. I don't think it's cheesy at all. I married my high school sweetheart. So I oh, am wow. about as cheesy as you can get. <laughs> Well, I'm impressed because I was never going to get married. Oh, and yeah. if you had told me in my 20s that I would get married and let somebody call me Nana, I probably would have used some really um, inappropriate profanity. <laughs> that is <laughs> so, so funny. Oh, oh, for <laughs> sure. Things change. Absolutely. Things change. So you had mentioned, because I always like to mm-hmm. ask my guests, um, what is a major change that happened in your 40s or did it happen at a different time period? You know, I think we all have had things that impact our development, impact how we look at life, right? Um, When I was in my 20s, finishing up college, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. She's still with us today, but it was really a, a radical and it was a radical treatment I think that quickly grew me up in some ways as far as um, the world. Later on, when my father ended up having a massive heart attack, that kind of switched things. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've all had different pieces in our life that affect our development. I married in my mid-30s, 
And before we were even married, we knew that there was a grandchild coming. My husband's oldest married very young and, and had her first very young. Within three years of being married, we not only had my youngest stepdaughter, we had two toddlers. And for someone who had never been married before, who had never had children, it was a radical change. I was in my dream job teaching college and we found ourselves with a 20 month old and another one that had just turned three, just oh, turned three gosh. and living and, and their parents were divorced. So we were dealing with blended family plus multiple homes, mm -hmm. plus raising children. And it was um, the most insane, difficult time of my life. I remember my father knew what was coming when we were getting married. And he said, do you have any idea what you're getting into? And, and I will say, I can say this snarky. I did a speech um, for Toastmasters about a year ago. It won me second place yeah. that um, it, was, it was titled, we can laugh about it now. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember looking at my dad, I'm like, oh, I, I know everything. I've read all the books and the articles. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. I've read all the books and the articles you see. So I was fully prepared um, for what was coming. And then I found myself in my, you know, late thirties, um, not so prepared and, and yeah. really dealing with some incredibly difficult issues. The oldest had, um, learning disabilities. And then they had been with us full time for seven years when the mom moved back to town, um, with two additional children and a new, a new spouse in tow and decided she wanted the two older one back. Yeah. And so we went through an incredibly, incredibly difficult time where we had to give those children up that we had had since they were babies and we'd had them for seven years and they moved back with their mother full time. Right. And so I would say that my late thirties and, and much of my forties were just a time of incredible transition, constant pivoting and constant changing if that makes any sense. Um, oh, for I sure. believe now at 51, we've come out of it on the other end. It doesn't mean that things are rosy all the time, mm -hmm. but I will say that it was probably one of the greatest times in my life in terms of personal growth mm -hmm. as, and, and you know, challenges and the fires will, will put you through that. Yeah. That's what I was just going to ask. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, after the kids went, went back, then obviously that's put you into the empty nest syndrome. Almost overnight, Val, almost overnight, because my youngest stepdaughter had graduated high school about that same time and went off to college. Oh, gosh. And so literally we found ourselves almost overnight. We'd been three kids and then there was none. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, you know, you tie your identity more than you realize to not only the work you do, but also to your role. Mm -hmm. And there was no more, you know, night times, there was no more school events. Um, a lot of my social connections that were already fairly disjointed because we were the grandparents, right? That was really, um, it's very unique when you're the grandparent raising the child and trying to kind of navigate those various areas. And um, so we had our already kind of deal, dealt with that. And then you would come home at the end of the day and there was no, there was, it was, it was like what we've been dealing with here in 2020. We had a whole new, we had to figure out what our normal was again. Yeah. And because we had just been married a few years before all of this had happened, we had to figure ourselves out as a couple. Mm -hmm. 
because so much of what our marriage had been was coordination and managing with kids. And thank goodness we're each other's best friend and we were always on the same team. That didn't mean it was easy. No, so it's a transition. Tremendous oh transition. My gosh. Tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you know, and that's the thing that I love talking to more and more women about mm-hmm. all of the different transitions that they've gone through is yeah. to realize so much of the time we we're going through the same things just mm-hmm. at different points. And it's because, you know, the, the traumatic experiences are, are yeah. still going to bring that same stuff out. You know, my husband and I, I was only 21 when we got married and nine months later I got pregnant. So, mm. I mean, <laughs> we, we were poor college kids and then poor parents. We didn't get to go out and do the dates. And, you know, yeah. I look back and I'm like, God, if we, we barely dated, you know, in, in the big terms, we barely dated. So now is when we've had to completely relearn all of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you really, you look at different things and then you start to think about, okay, what are we going to talk about now that we're not navigating this kid thing? You know, in our case, some days we're just simply surviving. Which places are the kids going to this weekend? Mm -hmm. Um, Who are the people that we're going to be dealing with this weekend? It was a very volatile, um, we were, you know, the stable end of all of those things. And so we had to figure out who are we, what do we find of interest? Do we even, you know, do, do we like each other? How, you know, and all of that kind of piece. And I will say with women, of, of a certain, and I, and I don't want to broad um, stroke this too much, but I know that what I have discovered by my next coaching and the women that I coach, I do also coach young men, um, is that we isolate. We, we tend to go inward thinking no one else knows how I feel. Mm-hmm. No one else could understand what I'm going through. And there's a wonderful line in a book that says, is talks about sharing your story And the line goes something like, by sharing your story of your tears, you're going to keep someone else from drowning in theirs. Mm -hmm. And I had to go through some work to be able to even articulate to you what I'm sharing today. Mm -hmm. Because for so long, it it was not to be spoken of. I thought, I've got to figure this out on my own. I, I cannot be vulnerable and share my story and perhaps have someone else go, oh, I'm going through the same thing. And when I started just to let myself let that rope out just a little bit, it's been amazing that how much that line became true mm-hmm. because I ran into an old college friend who is very, very high level in a high-end corporate, and yet she and her husband found themselves in that same role, raising some children that were his grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And she and I met for dinner one night when I was on a business trip. And she said, well, let me tell you what's going on with me. I'm so thankful I knew about your story. Right. And so that is one thing that I always like to bring out is, is we're better together. And when we are willing to share our stories, we can really help each other out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that has a lot to do with the, the red part of your personality. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that for me, you know, with having my husband be a firefighter, I, I'm just the strong period. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. to take control of everything. Um, 
you know, I knew everything about our life and how it ran. Um, so after trying to let that go, and like you said, all of a sudden I don't have that. I even went so far as I started mothering him because <laughs> mm. I just had to have that control of something. <laughs> yeah, that's. That, I bet we've got some blue in there too, Val. We're gonna have to do your color code. I know, I know. Code. I'm dying to know now for sure. Because yeah, I we'll just keep it. jumping. I'm looking at your color code, and I just keep jumping all over. But but it's definitely it's that 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 strong personality where I mm -hmm. did not feel like I could let other people in because then that showed that I was not as strong as I was mm -hmm. lying to myself that I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is definitely something I can look back on and, and witness now. <laughs> and, and that's what I, I try to share with others is that, you know, it is, it is one of those pieces. Again, I think people that are, were raised to, you know, you don't share your business, right? You put your big girl panties on and you move on and you, mm -hmm. you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you never let them see you sweat. Mm -hmm. And all of those pieces, I, I think, unfortunately, what it's done is, is force some people to put on almost an artificial armor. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it, it won't serve you because it's going to come out somewhere else. Mm -hmm. If you, it, and so obviously we have to be emotionally intelligent and smart about all of those pieces but when you don't deal with those things, you think you're dealing with them, right? Because you've got control, you've got control in your mind. Yeah. You think you're dealing with them. But unfortunately, I think they, those things will eventually come out somewhere else. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that control thing can, can, it's one of those pieces that can be both a benefit and it can also be an impairment, if mm -hmm. you will. Yep. So one of the things that I learned once I, really started letting my real personality be okay with my real personality. Um, so I've got, I've got the things that are called, I call damnets that so the damn it. I like mm -hmm. this about myself and sharing is one of my damnets. It's absolutely. Mm. And that's why for so long I did have so much issue was because I have to talk my problems out. Yeah. But I kept them all in. And even mm -hmm. my friends would be like, okay, we haven't heard from you in a few weeks, you know, back when we only had telephones. Um, yep. <laughs> heard from yep. you in a few weeks. Are you in your hobbit hole? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'd be like, of course I'm in my hobbit hole. They're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Because they knew, I mean, they knew that if I was not talking, then something serious was going on and I was only going to keep going on down. <laughs> what a great thing to learn about yourself. Um, I call that being a verbal processor. I'm one of them. And, you know, I literally have had to learn and, and I try to be very careful. I do have to use my filter, right? But um, there are times when I will look at my husband and I will go, I just need to verbally dump this. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of other people that are great with that. By the white way, a white peacemaker, also an incredible listener. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not a, I want you to fix. It is not a, I need you to come up with a solution. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get to that solution. I need to verbally process and dump this out. Mm -hmm. And for folks like that, when they are quiet, I love that you had those friends that were willing to call you on that yeah. and say, hey, it's time for you to talk this out. Because for some, they do think internally and it works well for them. Um, for those of us who tend to be more verbal processors, we tend to be more extroverted. 
that going silence does not necessarily serve us well, for sure. No, and I thought I was fine until I realized that, guess what, I can mm. work through something really darn quickly if I just talk it out loud. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My business coach, I always am just starting off the, the, we've got the Voxer app and I'll just start off the conversation. I'm like, okay, you're probably not even going to listen to this because I'm sure I'm going to work through the problem as I tell you, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I usually do. I just had to get it out. I have yes. to literally get it out. Yes. Yes. I feel you. I feel (laughs) you. So yeah, verbal processor. That's a very nice way of putting it. I just Mm -hmm. usually like to say I word vomit. (laughs) You know, I I mean, I was fortunate in that I had pretty strong parents who also had really strong personalities. Mm -hmm. And so they were willing to call me on my crap, if you will. Mm -hmm. And they, but they also knew that I needed to be able to verbally process. Now I know I drove them crazy and I'm thankful that they were secure enough themselves where it wasn't an environment that we couldn't speak our minds. We were allowed to speak our minds. And I'm so thankful for that because I've been in other homes and around other people who were never allowed to say what they thought at home. And we were unique in that we were, um, But they also were good disciplinarians and they were good with structure and they would remind me of things like that one way comment that, hey, wait a minute, you got to remember the rest of the world while you're in this. So awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so damn it. Of course, obviously some of your <laughs> damn have already popped out. And yeah. for those of you that might be newer, damn are those things that make you, you. So there are the parts of your personality that mm-hmm. if you try to change them, you end up just completely lost. Like I said, with me for sharing, <laughs> if I'm not mm-hmm. sharing, then I am going inside myself and I get completely lost that way. So what is a damn it of yours that you just, this is a part of your personality and you just embrace it and you love it. And it's taken a while. Um, yeah. I thought about that and I, and, and I think the one that I will offer is sensitivity. For many years, I was told, Kelly, you're too sensitive. Mm. You care too much. And, you know, I would be that, yeah, I would be that kid that would see something on the television back in the day, politically incorrect. They would show you the starving children. And I would just sit in front of the big old, you know, console television, crying my eyes out, thinking, how can I fix this for this child, right? And over the years, I, I really would find, and, and I've been told in the business world constantly, you care too much. You're too sensitive. And I decided some time ago, not as, not as long ago as I would like, I'll be honest about that, that I decided, you know what, in my faith, this is the way God built me. This is the way I was built. I was built a specific certain way. We all have a purpose in life. Mm -hmm. This is the way I was built. I'm going to embrace that period. End of sentence. And what it has done, and I'm sure you can relate to this is it allows you to be your authentic self. Mm -hmm. It takes this ridiculous pressure you're putting on yourself about something and you accept that. Now that doesn't mean that I think that I can fix everything. I'd love to, but I know I, I can't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I don't have boundaries because I have to have those. Mm -hmm. It is accepting that I was given a very sensitive spirit that cares about people. And And for a reason. And for a reason. And that's okay. I was coaching someone the other day and 
we do professional development coaching and about 10 minutes into the conversation, I said to her, I said, um, I want to switch up what we're doing here. And I said, I think we actually need to talk about this. And we actually ended up on a very personal level. Um, it had to do with her faith mm -hmm. and it completely changed the conversation and changed what she was fighting. And she wrote me later and she said, thank you. She said, you remembered I was a whole person. Mm -hmm. And we have been able to make so many additional strides in leading toward her towards what she wants now. But it's because we are not, we don't, we can't cut ourselves up, right? No. Here's your arm, here's your leg, here's your heart, here's your brain. We are whole people. Mm -hmm. And had I not had that internal thing saying, there's something deeply, deeply upsetting her. We're not, it's not, tonight's not worth talking to her about starting her business. Right. Yeah, so, she's not there. <laughs> no, not no, that that's not what she needed that night. Mm -mm. Right. No. Right. And, and I if, got permission. Yeah. <laughs> and if you hadn't used that part of your personality, mm -hmm. then, I mean, for one, you probably would have lost a client, but you also might've put her into a direction that wasn't even what she really wanted. So by the, by the fact that you could pull your sensitivity of you care too much in and read between her lines. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's always blows me away when some of these, some of these, uh, well, like the quiet and the shy and the, the sensitivity, um, you know, I've not had any of anybody tell me that I was too much of that kind of stuff. I'm always too loud mm -hmm. to, <laughs> too abrasive, <laughs> too blunt, all of that. So it, it always blows me away when I run into other women that have had the exact opposite, you know, that, you mm -hmm. know, here I've been probably, people have probably thought that I should be more sensitive. Well, no, mm -hmm. I've been told that, you know, I need to be more sensitive when I'm being blunt. And, and here you are on the opposite and they're still telling you that that's too much of something. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's interesting because I did this color code. It doesn't identify me. I'm always very um, adamant that we not ever use any of these profiles to define us, to create our identity. Mm -hmm. They are a tool. Mm -hmm. And that is a tool in my toolbox because you can tell by talking with me that I am direct. Mm -hmm. I have been told that I'm intimidating. I have been told that I'm too blunt. Mm -hmm. And then you add it you add that, that lovely little side of pie that is my, my sensitive side. Mm -hmm. And they really can sometimes be in conflict with each other. So it's honoring those pieces. And it's recognizing that, you know, just like you said with coaching, there are some people you can be very blunt and very direct with. And there are others where you need to pull your punch a little bit yeah. because of their personality and their style. And just like in coaching and team sports, there are those kids, you can get in their face and you can say, what were you thinking? That was the stupidest throw I've ever seen in my life, right? Mm -hmm. You say that to another kid, you've just devastated them. Yeah. And it's, it's having those, that intuition and those insights to know which way to drive. It's the same way when you're coaching people. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I love that you've discovered that about yourself because it is, it's how you're built. You're beautifully and wonderfully made. It's how you're built. Yeah. And as soon as we all embrace that, I mean, it's crazy what kind of things the world opens up. 
as as mm-hmm. soon as you are okay with being this is who I was created to be you know I'm I'm not religious um sure but I, I do believe that I still do believe that yeah God created us for a reason so why are we fighting it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know some people it's it there's a great analogy I read in a book where um, they talk, they use the analogy of a suitcase. We actually use this in my next program. And you think about what's, what's in your suitcase, what's in your luggage. And if you end up trying to carry the wrong luggage, you know, you're at the airport. This was something Max Lucado wrote about. And you're at the airport and you see a suitcase that looks like yours. And you get back to your hotel and you realize, oh no, that's not mine. That's not what I packed, mm-hmm. right? What a fun metaphor for what you've been packed with. You've been packed with, incredible talents and tools and abilities. No one wants me to build anything. I married someone who builds cabinets. If he's out in the garage on the saw, I have perfect contentment knowing everything is fine. Mm -hmm. I don't even go within a foot of that saw (laughs) because I would lose my foot, right? And so um, it's recognizing that that is why we have um, all of these different personality traits, you put them all together, you get some really beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's recognizing, oh, I'm really good at that. I'm really good at that. Mm-hmm. They're really good at that. Awesome. Oh, gosh, we could keep this going on for so <laughs> long. I love it. So let's, I'm going to have to go ahead and wrap this up. I gotcha. <laughs> but like I said, I could absolutely just keep talking to you for so much longer. So everyone, I just want you to, if you are as intrigued as I am, um, I would l- love it for you to go to her, her website, kellyknowles.net, and check out Kelly K Consulting, and you will find that she's got this color code workshop and information on there, so you can hit her up. I will have all of the information in the show notes so that you don't have to remember. You can just come, come on in and click on it, and you can be taken right to her information, but I know I am still really intrigued by this whole color code. <laughs> So thank you so much for being on here, Kelly, and sharing so much of your story. I love it. Thank you, Val. I'm honored. So thank you for joining us today. I look forward to continuing to guide you into creating your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self.